Hello, everybody, and welcome to, um, I don't know what number episode, um, I'm batch recording, so um, let's say episode 65, I don't know, of the uh, Hallway Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, a uh, very hungover man that genetics forgot, Rain, and I have a very special guest with me today. Um, I am very lucky to be able to speak to the uh, a guy that I, I've been a fan of for a long time. His interviews are fantastic. He um, He is... A writer and interviewer for Wrestle Talk and Fightful Select uh, as of recently, and he's the and the most important thing, and I, I, I made sure not to forget this. He's the reigning defending Quizlemania champion of the world. <laughs> it's Louis Dangor. How are you? I'm doing all right, mate. I'm doing all right. It's still weird when people to me say that they're fans of my work. I'm still relatively like new to this. All I know, I work for like a sort of a big company, but this whole thing is still relatively new so i do really appreciate it and yeah i'm I'm doing i'm doing all right i am we were talking earlier about the football i'm looking forward to a few good games that are going to be on today yeah um but yeah as you said like you're surprised you're surprised and but now um like you're you're you've been knocking out some good work for a long time and it must be weird to like sit back and just realize that like when you just i don't know for want of a better term smell the roses you're like yeah i'm actually doing some how, how does it feel when people as you said, does it still feel weird when people come out and be like they're fans of your work? Because you're obviously still telling people that you're uh, that you're fans yeah. of their work as well. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like uh, it's not so much like I don't feel I've earned it because I have. I know like I've worked hard, but it's when so I know people on Twitter sometimes do these sort of like threads of people whose work you should follow, and it's when they put me in the same bracket as guys like uh, Gary Cassidy or. Alex McCarthy or Sean Ross Sapp and it's like uh, am I at that level it's sometimes one of those when I have to pinch myself and be like oh damn like maybe I am at this level um now so yeah I, I mean I'm I'm enjoying doing what I'm doing it's good fun that's the main thing I think if you're gonna make a go of something and make a crack of it you've got to have fun while you're doing it and I've got to say I am enjoying what I'm doing at the moment with uh with obviously WrestleTalk yeah, that's you know, that's it. Like the expression is like, do something you love and you won't work a day in your life. It's yeah, pretty pretty true. Uh, you you but you're also studying uh, in uni. So how's that? How are you balancing doing your work and um and studying in college? Because I'm doing the same, but not to nowhere near the extent of obviously. But, but uh, how how's that? How's that been? Or is that only starting now? So uh, I've worked for Wrestle Talk for oh gosh, when was it? January twenty nineteen. I started. So uh, over 18 months now and along the reason I started was out of not boredom, but uh, at university, I only had nine hours a week. So I was going insane with like boredom. Mm. So I was like, right, what do I enjoy doing? I was like, right, I love wrestling. Let's see what there is. I originally wanted to go into football, like football writing, because mm. football has been my passion for years. So I had a look online and there wasn't really anything that interested me or it was hard to get into. And I mean, as you know, unless you're a former player, it's very hard to get into like writing about football. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's some very washed up journalists. We're not getting into it, but there's some journalists that just shouldn't be on there. It shouldn't be on TV anymore. But you got the accreditation, so that's it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it, as you say, stuff like that. So it's when you go into... Uh, I guess writing about football, it's 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 a hard place to get into. So I was like, right, I enjoy wrestling. Let's see if there's any wrestling places. And I've been a fan of Wrestle Talk myself 
for for years. I'd uh, followed their work. I'd listened to their podcasts, and I, I was I was like everyone else, a fan of the channel. So uh, when I spoke to some people who uh, work there, and I was like, "Hey, listen, like fan of you guys' work. Any chance you've got any sort of like uh, writing roles going?" And they were like, "Yeah, yeah, sure. Send send us some examples of your work, and we'll." Um, We'll check it out and I was like all oh, right I don't have any examples of my work so I had to go through write some stuff and uh it was actually a lot of good fun writing for wrestling getting to start out so for me it was interesting getting started learning how to cope and that was the main thing of being like, all right I've got this assignment due I need to balance my time but now with everything going online I do have genuinely more time to do uh to do work uh, for the website and to, for in my exclusives and interviews. And that has been sort of the, the silver lining of this whole thing. I know this pandemic's been awful uh, for a lot of people and uh, it's not been easy for myself included, but uh, it has meant that I've been able to focus a lot of time on work, which is something that I do sort of feel very appreciative for. Yeah. And then obviously like to further your, obviously you have to you have these moments where you realize that you're actually doing a good job and then sean uh, sean rassap and fightful asked you to come on board how do how did that come about and how did that feel that must have been that must have been i'm not i'm not you're probably back yourself it mustn't have been, it wouldn't have been surprising but it must have just felt like vindication of your good hard work so it was uh yeah i spoke to sean oh, i can't remember when it was uh, so i was gonna do the backlash post show review with him um and it went well we, we had it we had a good chat and uh during the interview it's uh, during the show <clears throat> and it was good fun and sean's a great guy he's someone that i have look up, looked up to for years he, he's fantastic at what he does so i said to him listen have you got any roles sort of going and he was like yeah, yeah what do you feel about doing the uh nxt and AEW review and i was like yeah sure that, that sounds great um, and that was so that's immediately after NXT and AEW. So the shows end here at about 3 a.m. Yeah. So that'll be about 3.15 to 4 ish, 4.15. And that was quite a lot. That was because obviously with uni, that was one of the things you mentioned earlier. How, how am I man, doing all, this all with uni? That was one of the things I scaled back on that just because with, with my uni work, it wasn't working out in terms of doing the uh those reviews and then being up early for lectures on the, the following day just it wasn't working out so i said to um do you want to say have you got anything else like any other roles on screen and he was like would you like to do a retro review i was like yeah that works well and i think that because obviously i'm 20 so i so we review a show that took place 20 years the first one was SummerSlam 2000 uh, which took place on the day I was born, actually. So I reviewed it with Alex McCarthy, and I like the dynamic of I wasn't watching at the time, but he was. So a lot of the stuff, I'm like, that doesn't make sense, that doesn't make sense. He's like, no, 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 because no. obviously he was watching at the time. He feels slightly more nostalgic for. Um, so, yeah, it's good fun working for Sean. And as you say, he was very receptive of me, which made me obviously realise sort of another way of him going right you're doing good work and it was me thinking damn i'm obviously making a name for myself enough that people are willing to have me on their platforms and uh support my work which is the main thing yeah no you um you mentioned nxt there and just to sidetrack for a second um but like this tomorrow i think it is yeah saturday tomorrow we're getting kyler eiler versus finn balor and i saw you tweeted that you were excited and 
uh, fans of the podcast know that I'm a big Kyle O'Reilly fan and my co-host Kieran is a Finn Balor stan and this match has the potential to be match of the year and I, I was wondering what your thoughts were on that match turn up tomorrow. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. It should be good. Like like you guys, I'm a massive Kyle O'Reilly fan. I think he's awesome. And I also think Finn's awesome. Um, so I'm really looking forward to it. It's a match we haven't seen before, which is exciting. It's It should be a great show. I mean, on paper, it has one of the potential to be one of the best in-ring NXT shows for quite some time. And that's saying something because their shows are always awesome. So, yeah, um, yeah it, it should be good. Yeah, yeah, it's nice to. I know that it, the term "throwaway takeover" has been kind of thrown around, yeah. but I don't think we would have got Kyle and Finn if it hadn't been thrown together. I think they would. I, I, that's probably looking too much into it, but I don't. I am Kyle probably wouldn't have got the chance, and now hopefully people open open their eyes and he gets a huge singles push, even with the North American belt, because he's he is probably like pure in ring work, probably the top three in the world right now. And, terms of yeah. just pure in ring work and he's starting to develop that character but um yeah so what has been um what has been your favorite moment while working for either company what has there has there been anything that like stood out where you're like wow this is this is pretty cool yeah getting to interview rick flair i always say that one that was still to this day one of the most surreal moments of my life was Right, you send off emails to people and you see what happens. You often don't get responses or you get sort of like, oh, no, it's all right. So when obviously I sent an email off to, 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 to Rick's uh, the management team, I was not expecting a response. And I got one and they were like, yeah, yeah, let's make it work. So a funny story on that interview was uh, it was actually my mum's birthday. Mm. And we were supposed to all go out for lunch. And I was like, listen, mum, like I, anyone else, I'd probably say no. But like, this is Ric Flair, and she was like, "Right, who is this guy?" I'm like, <laughs> yeah. right. like Ric Flair, and she's like, "Okay, I know who he is." So that's like proof enough that he's a big enough name, if that makes sense. They're like, yeah. All right, he can be. He's obviously a very big name if you if if I know who he is. So um, that was good, and it was just awesome to interview him. To like, and I think if you, if most people said, "Oh, he's my favorite wrestler of all time," you wouldn't bat an eyelid. So to be able to get the chance just to interview him, he's such an interesting character, and that was incredible for me. It's still one of those moments where, even when I look back on on the video or just rewatch it, it's still one of those moments where I sometimes have to pinch myself and be like, "Shit, I got to interview one of the best wrestlers of all time." So um, yeah, it's still it's still surreal, and that is one of those moments where I'm still like, damn, I've 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 done I've clearly done good enough work. Yeah, no, that um, like one of my questions was uh, I was probably expecting Ric Flair there, but like when you like pressed as I did, like pressed the call button to call anybody for an interview, when he answered the thing, and I'm assuming he came on with a big grin and like uh, like yeah. a, like a big introduction, that must have just been like, wow, <laughs> as it, exactly that. Exactly. It's when when I, when I it didn't really sink in until I was there, and in the interview. And I don't get nervous before interviews. Like when I started, I did, but now I don't really get worked up about interviews or panicked about who I'm speaking to. So when I was then sat on Zoom with him, that was the one where I was like, "Oh damn! Like I'm I've got to prepare for this like big time." Um, and it was just, it was like, more than anything, it was an honour to get to interview him. 
Yeah. He is a legend of the business. And when I set out to do this, I didn't ever think I'd be in a position where I'm speaking to people like him. Um, so to get to do that was surreal. And uh, yeah, I think it was just very, it, it was it was nice to see that he obviously, because I sent him and his people examples of my work. So they obviously were fond enough of the work I was doing. Yeah, it's to, vindication for you again. Exactly, to, get, to, to give it a go. And I was like, okay, if they obviously feel strongly enough and think that I'm putting in good work, then yeah, let, let's do it. And it, 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 it was honestly still one of those moments where you sort of pinch yourself and you're like, Damn, damn! I'm doing, I'm, do, I'm doing good work. So yeah. no, that 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 was good to see. Yeah, Raven was another one as well that I really in, was it was a Raven you interviewed as well that I haven't interviewed Raven. Um, to be fair, I have actually wanted to interview Raven for some time. Yeah, but no, I, 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 I think, I think, I, got, I think I get my wires crossed. But um, but speaking of that, it's like someone you would have been um, like surprised in a good way or surprised in any way of like how they yeah it's a very hard it's very hard to word that because obviously no negativity whatsoever but like it's like how you were surprised um like how how nice they were what they were like your perceptions versus what they were so actually when i interviewed Brody lee he was a great guy and I didn't expect him, and not in a bad way. Mm-hmm. I just didn't expect him to be as nice as he was. Especially on on TV, we see him play like a proper despicable heel. So in in person, when he was so nice, it was a bit like, oh damn, like you are actually just a very very nice guy, uh, which was nice to see because he is. And I still put my hand on heart. He's probably the the nicest person I've I've ever interviewed. And the thing people don't understand about interviews is it's it's I well, I try to make mine like a conversation with a friend. Exactly. Yeah. So people don't get overwhelmed when they listen to it, or they're like, oh, this feels like an interrogation. So and like you'll know this just by being a, a college uni student. Um you get on better with some people than you do others. So mm-hmm. some people you just have good chemistry with, some you don't. And with him, we just had good chemistry. We clicked. We bounced off each other. They was laughing, joking, and it was it was a nice interview to do, and definitely one that I'm very proud of. So uh, yeah, to I'd say Brody Lee was the one that surprised me most, and definitely a good way. Uh, John Moxley was another. Actually, he didn't surprise me. Yeah, he seems like he he seems like just a, like a really just funny, welcoming guy. He's just how you'd expect him to be. But... Yeah. I'm like unapologetically just laid back, which I respect. I'm just like you don't, you just don't care, and and you know what? Fair play to you. You just yeah. don't care about that, and you know what? Good on you. Uh, so here, here, those two were definitely uh, interviews that I'm proud of. I'd say. Yeah, no, um, they're all they're all fantastic, and obviously I don't need to, <laughs> I don't need to put Wrestle Dog over, but I'll put the links in the in the bio um, or the description. Um, but yeah, uh, any f- uh, probably funny moments while interviewing wrestlers? Was there any like uh, run-ins from anybody or any like interesting like, <laughs> stuff that you so, off screen? Yeah, I've got a story. So uh, I was interviewing. I can't remember who it was. I can't remember. Um, but I so before when I used to do them, I wouldn't have like a backdrop. Like we've got these like wrestle talk backdrops now. 
yeah. uh, just to make it look more sort of presentable and w- while we've all like more uniform so there's not just people's rooms in the background so before we got them um i was interviewing someone and it, it was going really well um i could hear my dad like calling up for me mm. I'm like, okay like just just hope he doesn't come in just hope he doesn't come in and uh he then pops his head up um like opens the door pops his head up out my room and i don't make i don't turn around to make eye contact with him but he takes a look over at my screen so i sit with the door directly behind me so he takes a look over at my screen obviously realizes what he's done and goes crap and just mm-hmm. legs it uh, and then was like oh i'm so sorry i'm so sorry when i came out and i was like it's fine it's fine it was a complete accident um, so in, moving on from that, I got a sign on my door that was like interview in progress. Do not come in <laughs> and just stuck it on my door whenever I was in the middle of doing an interview That's great. to make sure people didn't come in. But, you know, it, it's things we've had to adapt to with obviously the current climate we're in and everyone working from home and uh, doing like uh, the whole family being at home. It's pe- people understand if stuff like that happens. Um, but any other funny stories? Yeah, no, that, that happened to me because in the early stages, I had like, like I, I've I, on this call even I've had to mute because there's been some background noise. <laughs> but like, and and in the early stages, I was like very very keen on like putting out a good product. So when someone interrupted, I think I had to edit out me like lambasting someone for like five minutes over like interrupting the podcast. So like, yeah, it is it is funny when you get those kind of run-ins. Um, but yeah, that's um, what but now, um, as you were talking, you were talking. You mentioned your mom and your dad and like family there. Um, how does your fa- like? I've got like uh, um, my um, cousin, my um, uncle sent me a photo yesterday, being like, um, now um, you've got my um, you've got my uh, my son interesting now. I had to buy him a W magazine, and they're now nine euro, which I was very surprised about. But um, I was nine. I, yeah, nine euro, nine euro, which is about <coughs> not cheap. Eight. No, seven pound fifty, I think it might be, but um, yeah. So I've been blamed for um causing a uh, sizable hole in his pocket. But is there any like um, how does your family um like react to like the wrestling stuff or just your what you do in general? I'd say they're proud, but like wrestling is such it's it's that like it's that thing where you go to the family events and they're like, how's the wrestling? Yeah, and you have to kind of like it's I, I find it weird sometimes because it's it it is something that's quite niche, but um, yeah. But, yeah. It's so it's it it is niche as you say it's it's uh, different from other hobbies. Whereas if I was covering football, they'd probably be like, "Oh well, what's going on? What's going on more?" Uh, because I think now they do, they just don't get the wrestling side of it. Definitely, my my brother's a wrestling fan, so he'll watch what I do and things like that. Uh, but my my parents don't really, but they're very supportive, proud of me. Uh, which is awesome to see. They'll be like, "Oh, just as long as you get your grades at at uni, we're fine." Um, and I so you mentioned the Quizlemania thing. Uh, when I uh, won that, so I was obviously. Oh, I know, I, I know the story. It is brilliant. My my parents kept my mum texted me. She was like, "Oh, you're right, Nugget." So for those that don't know, on the show, <laughs> it, it was the, it was the week that Retribution debuted. So Adam, who runs the show, gave us all like crappy nicknames. And mine was Nugget, sort of in in honor, I guess, of retribution. Uh, so my pair, my mum, was calling me. She texted me. She was like, "I love you, Nugget," and I had not told her about this. 
so she i was like oh god like how do you know and she was like oh i found it on youtube i'm like oh okay fantastic vanity searching you <laughs> i think she did which is quite sweet um, and then uh so i was like oh god and then she so my grandma then came over the next day and uh my mum showed my grandma and it, it it just it wasn't what I expected it to be where the whole family's watching this. I'm like, oh, do we really have to do this? But uh, no, they're they're all very supportive, and they the, definitely recently once I've started interviewing bigger names that I guess they know. It's uh, been a lot easier because I can be like, oh, I'm interviewing Ric Flair. And they're like, oh, I know him. Or if like my dad said, he doesn't watch wrestling, but. If we're watching it and he'll he'll know of it, he'll he'll know of the people that are on TV. So I'm like, oh, I'm interviewing uh, the team that were the revival, and he'll be like, oh, that's awesome, because he knows who they are. So stuff like that has been obviously great to see, and I think they sometimes because they're not in the bubble of it, they didn't realize sort of how big wrestle talk is or things like that. So once you actually sit and explain it to them, they're like, oh, okay, th- this is something quite serious. Um, which is just great. There, but honestly, I couldn't ask for their parents. They're incredibly supportive. Perfect. Hello, everybody. Um, we like to acknowledge our mistakes on here. Uh, the audio cut out, but we're back. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, yeah. So I was just saying that, um, like my dad watches my dad watches wrestling with me, kind of half half. Um half on and half off and it's just I don't know if you've ever had this experience but it's just quite fun to get that kind of when they're watching it or they watch it in passing or like watch walk by it and they point out something that's like that like is annoying the wrestling world very obviously or they just make an observation that just makes you laugh about wrestling it's just like they're like this is a bit silly and they're like what what happened this week oh yeah you got hit by a chair and it's like that's a bit stupid it's like yeah it kind of is it's it's those little things that like you get when you're what when you're what when you talk wrestling with a non wrestling fan. Yeah, there, there there are some instances where if I'm watching something, I'm like I hope no one walks in now <laughs> yeah. because this isn't great. <laughs> this just it it either it either is it, it's just something that I think we sh- I shouldn't be watching. So um yeah, but I mean they they my my mum I mean. Could, wrestling <laughs> to be fair neither could my dad really it's more um they watch it if, if it's on the tv and they'll just and they're they're sort of in passing they'll they'll give it a little watch or just like glance over at what's happening but they don't really care uh which which sort of is good and bad because it's yeah. quite nice them being detached from the world so sort of me and my brother have got our own thing um but yeah, sometimes I guess would it be nice if they knew exactly what I was talking about? Yes, but it's not not a massive deal to me. Ah, uh, but sometimes you can get that kind of they can be that kind of you don't want to be twenty four seven wrestling, so it's kind of it's a nice disconnect, and you can talk yeah, about something exactly. else. Um, but yeah, um, getting a bit um philosophical here. But what do you think makes a good interview? Uh, Ooh, it's such what a broad. It's such a broad question but like hey put me on the spot there what do i think makes a good interview what do you try and like check off when you're like um when you're trying to so i hear a lot from different people some people say that they so for me a good interview is just it's like a conversation 
with two friends where a camera happens to be there and it's just easy light-hearted the conversation flows and it's something that people want to watch and not only that it's an interview that the people being interviewed want to be part of because you get so many interviews nowadays where and the people that i've even spoken to that have been interviewed that are just like we get asked the same questions 50 times a day who's your favorite wrestler who trained you to that kind of thing and it's like they get asked these things whenever they do an interview so i like to ask them different things if i've got a tag team show which i've had before i've had santana and ortiz the good brothers ftr so sort of i've had the best tag teams in the world on the show um whenever i interview them i'm like right we're gonna do a bit of like sort of i guess couples therapy so you're gonna describe your tag team partner in a sentence and they're gonna do the same yeah i like that and stuff like that works well because it's different it's like and I've seen something that uh, I know Alicia Atout does it. She uh, she asked them to if they're ordering food at a restaurant, what would the other person order? And stuff like that is awesome. Where it's like it's interactive, it's fun, it's lighthearted, it's nothing too serious, but you still get a, a good time out of it. And I think a lot of people go into interviews being like, right, what's my scoop going to be? What are they going to give me? And it's just and like they try too hard for it. Yeah, exactly. And it's like if you try too hard for it, they're going to know. Mm-hmm. And then they're just going to be like, right, I'm not going to give this person anything. If you just have a lighthearted conversation with someone, they're more likely to sort of trust you with information. And it's not that I, I, I do this to get information out of people, because to be honest, like, yes, that's important, but it's it's not the be or an end all. Um, so I sort of do try and just make the person I'm interviewing feel as comfortable as possible and think, right, if I was interviewing if I, if I was being interviewed, what how would I like to be treated and try and treat them in the same manner, if that makes sense? Yeah, no, because, like, the best podcasts, like, you're, I, I see it in yours, where it's, like, you're, as you were saying, the conversation where you could feel like you're in the room. Um, <laughs> Just to throw out a few, like, the Jack, like the Jack May podcast on YouTube or the True Jordy podcast, things yeah. like that. You feel like you're in the room and you're just having a laugh. You could put put it on the tv and have a beer and like feel like you're in the room and that's what makes it really good and then you obviously translate that into the wrestling interviews and yourself and alex mccarthy and all them are fantastic at doing that um and um here's a speaking of i'd like to think this is a question I, I ask a lot of the guests um if you were to pick one match to get a friend into wrestling what would you pick or even like as we're talking about family who don't watch wrestling if you had to like it's not like best match but if you had to tell someone I'm going to make you a wrestling fan at the end of the night. What match would you stick on? Oh, that's a difficult one. That's actually a question I ask people, and I've never been able to answer one for myself. But I think what I'd do is, do you remember SummerSlam 2017, that four-way between Samoa Joe... Oh, yeah. 2017, yeah, 2017. Samoa Joe, Braun Strowman... Um, Lesnar. Reigns. Yeah, that which that that for me is an awesome match and just, really goes under the radar. Yeah, ba- um, just batch it, just batch it, mental stuff like just from pillar to post. Just yeah. And- so I think I'd show them that to be honest, because it's just it's an easy story to get into because there isn't really one. It's just we're big guys and we're gonna beat the crap out of each other. Yeah, I showed um, them, I showed them Samoa Joe. Like <laughs> Samoa Joe is just fantastic. That kind of if you're talking about like hybrid between like legitimate fighting and like getting someone into wrestling like Joe and Kabashi obviously the anniversary yeah. of that was a few days ago 
just watch that. <laughs> if you watch people slapping the shit out of each other, that's gonna be entertaining. Like, um, but yeah, yeah, you no. got a point there. Yeah, no, but um, and, and uh, another one is like a Survivor Series team. Um, I was gonna say Survivor Series team of current wrestlers. Um, any company. Um, we could go in the direction of Survivor Series team of people you've uh, interviewed, but I think the I think we broaden it out. So Survivor Series team of current TV wrestlers. Okay. Okay, right. So Survivor Series team of current wrestlers. I've I've got Alex McCarthy on later, so I'm gonna ask him as well. So we'll see what the teams look like at the end of the day. Yeah. All right. I'd go Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Safe because... I, no, but I mean, even more than that, Brock Lesnar is legitimately one of my favorite wrestlers. Yeah, I think he's so underrated, and that's saying something. He, mm. he people are oh, he has the same style of match. When he sells, he sells like a man. Oh yeah, yeah. So I go Balor and Bryan matches are fantastic. Yeah. So on that note, Daniel Bryan. So Brock Lesnar, Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, mm-hmm. Minoru Suzuki. Jesus fucking Christ! And Kenny Omega. That'd be my that that would be my five. Alex has his work cut out later. Jesus, I um, think he does. Uh, all right, I'm gonna write them down. And <laughs> so we've got so we've got Kenny, we've got Brian, we've got Suzuki. Oh, this poor whoever's fighting these guys. Jesus. Um, have you been watching much of the G1? Have you been enjoying the, enjoying the G1? To be honest, I, I mean, with, with the amount of time I have in the day, I don't tend to watch that much New Japan. But I mean, I so we do G1 coverage over on our second channel, Wrestle Two, oh, yeah. and I've uh, done some of that. I've uh, done some of the live reactions, and I'll often say to uh, the guy that does it, Tempest, great guy, who uh, runs the New Japan coverage. I'll say to him, like, hey. Any matches worth checking out? And he's often like, yeah, check out these 12. And I'm like, mm, don't really have time to watch 12. Uh, but yeah, I do I do catch what I can. I keep up to date with, with the rankings. And I, I tend to, I'll just watch it on the background. I don't sit down and watch it like I do episodes of Raw Slackdown. But if I'm like, cooking dinner or something or making lunch, I'll often just be like, all right, what can I watch in the background? Yeah, yeah, I'm the same. I'm not like a full on New Japan fan, but I'm really enjoying Jay White. I'm surprisingly enjoying Jay White, but um, mm. he's quite uh, quite surprised me. And I, uh, he he was my he's my tip to probably win it, but um, I'm hoping hoping some hoping I finally get a prediction right because <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm losing prediction contest like mad at the moment. Um, uh, I'd say this is uh, something you probably talk about a lot. Your dream interview. So I'm going to give you a completely unrealistic one, which is Vincent Mann. But I mean, even half an hour, Vincent Mann wouldn't be enough. I could, I feel like I could interview him for six weeks and still not get, uh, not get to ask everything I've wanted to ask. He is possibly the most interesting figure in wrestling. Period. He is just incredibly entertaining. He's whatever people say about him, especially through the latter years, he is a, he has transformed wrestling. Um, and he is a genius in my mind, so uh, I'd definitely be one to uh, be, want to interview him. But other than him, someone more realistic, because I don't think I'm ever going to get the chance to interview him. Um, who would I like? Tony Khan, I think. I'd like to. I think that to. could happen. Yeah, I mean, he's done it before. Yeah. And uh, people say we look alike, so we'll, we'll give we'll give it a go. 
<laughs> but no, I think he, he'd be great to interview just to get the perspective of what it's like to go head to head with WWE. Someone like what's it what's it like to even put on a major wrestling uh, show and how how that would be. So no, I definitely say that Vince uh, Vince would be top, but uh, I'd probably say. Um, yeah, Tony Khan would be second. Yeah, you could ask him uh, to shoot on Jamie Carragher. Um, that would be amazing. Um, I would. I saw that the other day. It did make yeah. me laugh. Uh, Jurgen Klopp versus uh, Roy Keane and Tony Khan, versus, uh, Tony Khan versus Jamie Carragher for the next AW paper. Um, I'm, I'm down to see that. Yeah. <laughs> Another match would probably be you and you and Tony against uh, Alex McCarthy and um, Dominic Mysterio or Walter and or Walter. But... I'll take that. I'll take that. I'll take our chances. Yeah, um, but yeah, um, where where are we now? Um, what do you before we just finish up because um, I think we're uh, about twenty five minutes away from you starting work. Um, <laughs> what where do you see yourself a year, two, three, four, five years down the line in terms of what I'm assuming you set goals? And I was wondering how how you said Vince. Obviously, you're gonna hear aiming high. So I was wondering what your uh, what your plans for. Um, for the future or what your aspirations are? It, it's a difficult one because I don't ever try to set too many goals because, I don't know, it's it's nice to have like a vague, this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that for me works well. Like uh, just being like, all right, by this time next year, I want to have done over 50 interviews a year or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, or things like that, but I don't try to set specific goals because with this wrestling thing, it's so hard to like keep keep goals. I mean, if if you said to me like a year ago, I would have had the chance to interview Ric Flair, I would have called you crazy. That wouldn't have even been a goal of mine. So I guess for me, I just want to keep doing what I'm doing. The main thing, obviously, for me this year is going to be finishing university and getting sort of the degree i need and the uh, qualifications i need to set me up in in good stead and then once it's just solely doing this for me we'll be able to uh have sort of more clear and defined goals and what i want to achieve because for now it's obviously work is the priority work work and university are the priority so once i'm i'm quite excited for once it's just wrestling media and i yeah, can really exactly. yeah. hit the ground yeah. running and be like right i'm here to sort of like try and make a name for myself now yeah and we'll end on a end on a lovely uh, questionnaire that i thought of just before the interview um there's a battle royal set up between you and all the wrestle talk hosts so laurie uh laurie uh pete andy um luke everybody i must throw sean ross up in there do you back yourself in a battle royal against them or who do you think would win that Colossal, so I would have backed myself until you threw Sean in, because I think Sean has got some wrestling training. Oh, he does, doesn't he? Plus, he's just he, he, he always fight. He, he I, honestly, Sean has been like Sean has been clips of Sean on Wrestle Talk have been getting me through lockdown. He's honestly so. <laughs> he's just. He's so, a very entertaining guy. Oh my a god, great guy that. Yeah. So um, well, I yeah. probably back Sean to win. Um, but other than that, out of the rest of guys, I think Laurie, Laurie seems like quite a fit guy. So I think he'd, he'd do quite well for himself. Mm, yeah. So um, I think Laurie would probably win. Yeah, the fuck that fuck battle royal. 
um or that that'll be but um that is that is wrapped up our interview i'm uh, out of questions and we're nearly out of time and it's just been an absolute pleasure um louis um thank you very much for coming on it i'm a big fan of your work and to get the interview you has been a big pleasure this morning um yeah i i, I don't need yeah i i you don't need this but uh you can plug everything you've got away here to our beautiful listeners here who don't Oh, no, I know. I really appreciate you saying that more than anything. It means a lot for people to be fans of my work. So if you say that is crazy and you're doing great stuff as well. I mean, this interview was great. So just keep doing what you're doing and you'll be fine in no time. You'll be interviewing some of the top names in wrestling. So don't oh, you worry about that. That, mean, that means a lot. Um, tell us where we where we can find you on the Twitter yeah. and um, and where we all, all the WrestleTalk channels. Because they they have been brilliant during lockdown, Kuzomania the lot and all the interviews, so you can plug that away right now. No, I appreciate that. So uh, at the Louis Dangle on uh, Twitter, that's where I am, and then all the interviews go up onto the Wrestle Two channel. So if you want to check them out, do that. But I mean, if you follow me on Twitter, that's where I post all the news I break, all of the interviews and things like that. Um, in terms of Wrestle Talk, Wrestle Wrestle Talk underscore TV. On uh, Twitter is where you can keep up to date with everything Wrestle Talk, and then obviously Quizlemania every two weeks on Parts of Unknown's YouTube channel. Where the next time there's a Quizlemania, I'll be defending oh, my yes. title. Oh yes, <laughs> um, I can't wait for that. And um, for just uh, hallway grass pod on Twitter for us, um, we have merch somehow. Um, tpublic.com forward slash high resident podcast. There's literally you can buy a baby grow with my face on it which is frightening um um but yeah um just go and uh check our stuff out we've got some interviews coming up obviously louis coming out in the next few weeks um of how, how can i forget on project we're on project dits as well we're on that network every sunday um so um go check that out louis interview will probably be coming out next sunday um alex mccarthy's coming up soon and i have fired out a lot of emails so hopefully i get some replies soon um so yeah it's been a pleasure and uh thank you louis for coming on and uh as we say at the end of every episode of the hallway wrestling podcast fuck that fuck and subscribe to wrestling podcast